directing us and guiding us. And, and Lord, I just thank you that, that uh, you are inspiration and for everything in life. Lord, we call and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, um, in the same way that I have to sometimes not fight against the Holy Spirit, because sometimes we all have our own agendas, uh, this particular one, I've, I've kind of learned over the course of many years not to fight him. He knows best. And so uh, he was like, hey, I want you to minister on this. And I was like, hey, I had a lot, a cool message over here because I'm, I'm more of a, I believe I'm more of a, a preacher and, and less of a teacher. And Pastor Mark is an amazing, an amazing teacher. And every time I listen to him, I go, oh, if I could only be like half of you. I would have attained glory, you know, anyway, so, uh, <laughs> anyway, we all have our own giftings and way of doing things, so the Lord asked me to share this, and, and so we're just going to jump right into it, all right, so here it is, Changing Your Believing is the title, Changing Your Believing, and so uh, we're going to jump right into it. One of the biggest struggles that I have personally is not external, it's not external, I don't usually have a huge amount of troubles externally, meaning like I'm not usually getting in fights. I'm not usually, you know, having all these different things come after me and, and whatever else. This, I hope a lot of us don't get in fights regularly, do we not? Okay, this is the second service. We're allowed to like, you know, be awake. I hope we're not fighting all the time. And, and the fights that we do have usually are not fist fights. Usually are not. Usually there's conversations and Facebook and and Instagram and different fights like that where we don't actually see each other. We're just posting different things like that. But listen, all those things, all those different things in life, all the fights that you face, all start in your thoughts. Everything that you do, everything that you think, everything that you believe starts with a thought. Starts with a thought. And so one of the things I wanted to, to go over is not just what they are, but how can we change those? How can we change our thoughts? And are we dictated to be a certain way, or can we actually be just like Jesus? And so, for me, I have voices all the time. Does anyone else have voices in their head? Ooh, put your hands down, put your hands down. You don't, don't admit to that. I got pills for you guys. I'm just kidding. Just kidding, I'm just kidding. No, the different thoughts in our head that I have all the time are conversations with myself. Should I, should I not? What do you think about this, PJ? What do you think about that? Don't, I'm not crazy, trust me, I'm not. Um... A lot of times it's dialogue with the Holy Spirit. A lot of times I'm dialoguing in my own mind with the Holy Spirit. And then occasionally, sometimes you get thoughts that come out of the blue and you go, wait a minute, I don't think that way. This is weird or whatever else. Or, or thoughts that might nudge you into different places. And it, the thing is, if you don't know how to control your thoughts, you kind of wander into some areas. And the first area that I wander into is self-doubt. If I don't control my thoughts, I usually wander into self-doubt. And I'll keep your hands down. Keep your hands down. Okay? <laughs> and, and let me give you some examples. Some of them are, uh, am I good enough? Am I good enough? Like, am I a good enough husband? Am I a good enough father? Am I a good enough youth pastor? Am I good enough to be here on the stage? Like, am I good enough to, to this? Am I good enough that? Am I good enough this? Am I good enough to this or that? Uh, th that's uh, one that hits, I think, a lot of people a lot. The other one is, does God really have my back? Like, ooh, you're doubting God? <laughs> well, welcome to my brain, right? Does God really have my back? Can I really trust trust the Lord and, and who He is and what He says? And He says that, you know, 
I'll take care of you. I'll help you. I'll, I'll be there for you. I'll be your counselor. God, like, will you really? Other thoughts like, you know, God, I see, you know, you see birds and you see, you see nature and you see different things. And God says, I'll take care of you better than what I take care of one of these. And you go, wait a minute, God, but will you really? And the problem is, if that's not unchecked, it takes us to another place. For me, it takes me into the wise. You guys are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, well, there's levels to this. The wise. The wise are, God, why did you make me this way? Why did, like, why did you make me so big? I can't fit in cars. <laughs> you know? Everyone always makes fun of me because I wear 4X t-shirts. And they fold my laundry and they're like, are you serious? I'm like, sorry. Like, God did it. Blame him, you know? Why'd you make me this way, you know? You know, why did you wire my brain a certain way? Because my brain, they, they did tests. Like, um, I used to be extremely dyslexic where I couldn't even read. And, and they did tests on my brain. And when they did tests on them, and I'll go into that here in a little bit. But most people, their brain goes front to back, front to back. Well, mine goes, like, front to back, left to right, and kind of just does a soup in there. And, like, God, why, why, why did you, like, I really want to read, Lord, and I've been trying, work my butt off, but I just can't read. What, you know, see, these are going the wise questions now, the why questions. You know, why did this person stab me in the back? God, and, the, and I'm probably the one of the worst ones that I have to deal with sometimes um, more than others, depending on what I'm allowing in myself, is why is my heart so wicked? Why is the first thing I want to do is rip someone's head off or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can see myself ripping their larynx. No, I mean, like, why? <laughs> I jest, but like, you know, I used to play football and would have played in the NFL if I hadn't gotten injured. And, and that was a brutal sport. And we used to do not so nice things. And, you know, why... Why does my, my heart go there instead of what your word says, Lord, which is to bless people that are hurting me? And so wh- what is the deal? And so without, without that correction, without that dealing with those things, it leads us to two places. Two places are anger or depression. And, and that seems to be the, the, the spots that a lot of people wind up. I mean, I'll, I'll ask this question. Has, have any of you dealt with anger and depression before? Raise your hand. We all should about raise our hand, right? And controlling our thoughts is really, really important. The thing is, how? How do we get there? Well, the first thing is like, a lot of times we go, well, I tried, I just can't do it. Well, that's not what God says. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Here's the thing. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, he says, uh, well, first, let me put the statement out to you. Um, out of all the things God wants us to do, the, mo- the, the, the first thing he wants us to do, really, is not necessarily an outward action. It's more like an inward thought process change. And that's this. God has given us the responsibility to change our own brain. To change our own brain and to change our own heart. And again, like I was saying, a lot of us feel like we can't. But we're about to read this Romans chapter 2 that explains that we can. And here's the other part about it. For those of you, this is extra for your your guys' service. 
For those of you that look around and say, these people are nuts around you, not us as Christians, but like the world is nuts, you're right. They are. And guess what? They can't help themselves. They're stuck. Unlike us, we have something different. They cannot change their heart. They cannot change what's going on in the inside of them. They don't have the power, the ability to. There has to be a greater power in their life to do that. And the only greater power in this world is Jesus, is God. And so Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of, what does it say? Your mind. Whose responsibility is that? Your responsibility. You have an obligation. You have a responsibility to change your mind. That's what? That you, that we, that you. Who's you? I don't know. Who's on first? Who's on second? No, who's you? You and I. You and I may be able to prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We control what we believe or not. That's our job. We control that. We also control um, what we're going to think. Ezekiel, and here's how. Ezekiel 36, 26, this. It says, I will give you a new heart. This is talking about what Jesus is going to do. going to give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. And I will take the heart of stone out of you, out of your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. What does that mean? Did they have a heart of flesh already? Meaning physically they did. But what is this talking about here? He's saying, I'm going to not only, I'm going to trans, transfer your nature. I'm going to remove the old nature, the, the nature that is only reverts to evil and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm going to give you a new nature by the Spirit of God. You guys with me? Okay. Now listen, God has given us the ability to change our hearts and minds. He's also given us the power to think and be just like Jesus. So here's what I want you to do for just a second. Like, if, if honestly, like, right, God says what he does is not egregious. He's not going to drive us into anger, and he's not going to drive us into things, right? So let's honestly say, if he, can, if he says we can be just like him, just like Jesus, let's ponder that for just a minute. Let's think about, I want you individually to think about this for just a second. If you were just like Jesus, what would your life look like? What would your life look like? Come on, give somebody say something. Go ahead. I'm, I'm used to a youth pastor, and I'm usually asking questions all the time, so it's a little bit different. Uh, it's because I'm a little bit different. Uh, somebody, what would your life look like? Somebody go. What? Perfect? Nah, that's, come on, come on, come on. That's superlative. Give me something specific. You would have joy in your life. Yes. What would you say? No worry. No worry. What's the opposite of worry? Joy and peace. Oh, wait. The Bible says something about that? Joy and peace? Come on, somebody else. Give me something. Walking and rest, right? What does that mean? More peace? All right. No worry. No anxiety, right? Who said wonders? Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. Absolutely. So basically, what you would be describing is what you read about in the Gospels. How about this? How about no lack of anything? Yo, uh, God, I need some money. Um, Okay, all right. So everyone get your jackhammers out and the big construction. There's like 
100,000 ounces of gold 10 feet in the parking lot. We're going to dig up the parking lot and go get that gold and then like tear everyone's houses off and buy a new building and start reaching Boise in a larger scale. Oh, okay. Why does that seem odd to you? That doesn't seem odd to me at all. Let me give you an example. How are we going to pay taxes, Jesus? Jesus says, hey, Peter, yo, you're really good at fishing, right? Hey, what I want you to do is I want you to go to the dock, and I want you to fish. And the first fish you pull out of your mouth, out of the water, you're going to pull out, and here's a gold coin. Pay taxes with that. I'm sorry. If you're like Jesus, you know, and you're real tight with a dude who knows everything. You with me? Everything. He's like, you got questions? I got Come on now. You got questions? I got answers. What would your life look like? Let me tell you what it would look like. It would look like Jesus. We would walk around. We'd be like Jesus. There would be no stress. The stress that we had, we'd be frustrated with everyone around us. Like, come on. Get up to speed. What are you doing? Hurry up. Let's go. Let's go. Huh. I wonder if somebody else is like that too. Right? You with me? All right. Here we go. Okay. What if we believed, man, here's the thing. And here's the thing that we should really take to heart. Is we should believe like that. Here's the thing. A lot of us don't know how the heck to get there. Anyone else besides me? A lot of us don't know how to get there. So let's talk about how one of the easy steps, one of the ways we can get there. But first off, look at this. The purpose to all of that is not to gain wealth. It's not to gain this. It's not to gain that. It's to what? To bring glory to God. You're literally bringing heaven to earth. To bring glory to God. And if that doesn't motivate you, then later on you can get saved. And I'm serious. If, if, if we need a different heart check, then let's go for it. Here's the thing. Um, it doesn't seem attainable, but it is attainable. We can literally change how we believe and think. Now, let me tell you one more thing uh, before we jump into this next section right here. Look, when you get saved, you know, the Spirit of God comes and lives with inside of you, right? We're hidden in Christ, hidden in God. And then you have the Holy Spirit who comes and literally resides in you. So you're sealed with Jesus. This This is kind of like you know, higher level math here. You're sealed by Jesus, which the sealing is you also have the Holy Spirit who comes and resides in you. You guys ready? And then it says we're hidden in Christ, hidden in God. Who's ever heard of a traducan? Three people. All right. It's amazing food. All right. They take a Kernish whatever little chicken and they stick it in a duck and then stick it in a big turkey. All right. That's what you are. You are the stuffing in the middle of all of that, right? I'm sorry. I love. I like food, right? <laughs> it's the most amazing, right? Let me just put it this way. You're protected, okay? Number one. Number two, when God does that, God is like literally bringing you to his level. When God created you, he created us in his what? His, I'm going to start this backwards. He started us with his image. And then the second one is his likeness. What is God a God of? Come on now. 
Love, those are different attributes. What does He do? He creates. God is the Creator. And when you are connected with Him, you now what? Create. Now what? Are we saying we're making stars and moons and speaking them into existence? No. What you do create, though, is heaven on earth by how? I hope this connects the dots for you guys. You are a creative being by how? What is your act of creative being? Your faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But as you have faith, you create that and pull that into existence. You are a creative being. What are you going to create? Whatever you believe is what you're going to create. You guys with me? That's why this is so powerful and so on purpose and something we need to understand. That what you believe is what you're going to create. Okay, here we go. I'm going to dive into how this works. This is weird stuff called myelin. Okay, first off, sorry, I, I love doing this. Time out. Forget that statement real quick. Come back to it. This statement. I love how things work. I love figuring stuff out. Not computers and why the printer won't print, but I love, like, figuring stuff out. How does car work? How, do, how does a car work? How does the diesel engine work? How does this work? How does the clock work? How does this work? How does that work? How does this work? How does that work? How does this work? And then I ask a bunch of questions to the point where, uh, Brother Bob, I don't know if you were there, but many, many years ago, we were in the old property. I had uh, someone come up to me. God says, he literally said this, God says, quit asking me questions. And I, right? Literally, literally. Do you remember that? I don't know if you remember that or not. And I asked, why? <laughs> right? That's me. I want to know. And one of the conversations I even had with Pastor Mark was, I want to know how faith works. I want to know the bottom barrel, like, how does this stuff work? Because I said, because if I could figure that out, then I can apply faith to everything in life. If you figure out the basics of how things work, you can apply them everywhere. Everywhere. And so, in the same way, I want to figure out how my brain works. How do my thoughts work? How, how, how do I remove a thought and add a thought, and how do I support a thought? And so I, I went digging, and I got a book. God is awesome. Whenever I ask him, he, like, leads me, and then, boop, here comes the book, right? Who's ever been on YouTube before? Okay? You ever ask God a question, and you're, like, on YouTube watching funny videos of people, like, crashing and stuff? And then <laughs> on the right-hand side... There's this, like, a preacher standing there, and you're like, I wonder what he has to say. Click, and that's your answer. God does that to me all the time. Anyone else? Anyone else? Like, randomly answer my questions? Okay. Y'all need to get on YouTube more often. That's what it means. You know? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He, he'll answer your, your questions in different ways, but that's just way, one of the ways he communicates with me. And so he connected me with a book called The Talent Code. The Talent Code is all about how people learn. And what's the difference? How, how do some organizations make amazing soccer players and all these other organizations make so-so soccer players? What's the difference between the two? And so I went to studying and learning and went this big old thick book. I did not read a single page. I listened to it all, okay? And I listened to it all, and I'm eating this stuff. I'm like, this is amazing. And it comes out. There's this stuff called myelin. Myelin. For the translators, that is brain juice, Okay? Myelin is the stuff. So here's the thing. When you have 
a different thought than like, hmm, I'm hungry. But like you're trying to figure a problem out or you're, trying, you're really thinking about something. What happens is your brain creates a pathway, electronic pathway, to another portion of your brain. Well, the more you think about whatever that is, the more your body, your brain supports that with this stuff called myelin. Here's the amazing part. You only get so much of it. And your body, your brain pulls it out of some areas and puts it in other areas. And here's the other amazing part. The more you do it, the more you think a certain way, this is amazing, the more you think a certain way, the faster you think it, you jump to, your brain jumps to conclusions, number one, and the more you believe it, the more you start acting on it. So when you run into trouble, right now you go, oh, this again. Instead of, you run into trouble, yes, watch how God's going to kick this thing in the butt. Am I allowed to say butt? I'm sorry. Kick this thing into the curb. Watch this. Do you see the difference? And that all has to do with how you train your brain, how you train your mind to do that. Does it make sense? That is a super basic way of describing that. So let's get into some of this. You guys ready? Check this out. Here's the thing. As Christians, especially Christians who have been around the block for a while, sometimes we can think to ourselves, yes, we're training our brain. Yes, we're training our brain. I know I am. I'm training my brain to listen to God. But you might be deceiving yourself. If you are not doing, here, here we out. Sorry, a little bit of correction in this. If you are not doing the things the Holy Spirit is moving you into, you are deceiving yourself thinking that you're renewing your mind. Love you. If you are resisting the Holy Spirit's leading and not doing it, you are not renewing your mind the way Jesus would have. You're creating other pathways. Does that make sense? Here's the cool part. We have the Holy Spirit. He's amazing. He's amazing. And so, in James chapter 1, it talks about that. It says, if you hear the word and you don't do it, you're deceiving yourself. Here's what you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself believing that you're doing when you're really not. Does that make sense? I know there's a lot. It's a lot. I'm throwing out some heavy stuff for you. So what does God say about this? What does God say about renewing our mind? And you know, listen, I, again, I'm very simple when it comes to a lot of this. There are some really, really smart people who have done extensive studies on these things. You can go check it out. But this is what I needed for me to be able to change the way I think about things. And so if it seems really simplistic, it is because I'm a simple guy. I love meat and potatoes. I love hanging out with my family. I love... You know, watching people get healed, and I like sleep. <laughs> Occasionally, I like fast cars, okay? You know what I'm saying? Pretty simple. Come on, youth, you know me. I'm pretty simple, right? Yeah, see? Woo! All right. <clears throat> Here's the thing. What does God say about some of these things? He says this. He says, he tells us, just believe. Remember reading that in the disciples? To his disciples, just believe. And his disciples said, huh? Grr. 
That's frustrating, right? And what does the disciples respond back? I'm really paraphrasing here. What does the disciples respond back? Help our unbelief. Rewire me to believe. Does it make sense? Make sense? Okay. Ever wonder why Jesus was like, yo, how long do I have to be with you before you believe, before you understand these things? How long is it going to take for your myelin to get removed off the old patterns of thinking and be put on to the new patterns of thinking? Man, science is just reinforcing what the Bible has already shown us about nature in our human body and brains. How long is it going to take you? You guys ready? Who wants to change? Who wants to change? You want to change? Cool. This is really cool. Watch this. The disciples, so you, you see the disciples, and you see their life, and you see them question, and you see all these different things. And then Jesus goes to heaven, dies on the cross, goes to heaven, pays for our sin. The disciples are still confused, still jacked up, still haven't figured it out. But Jesus gave them one last instruction, which was what? Go to the upper room, wait for me there. I got something extra special for you. So, Pentecost, 50 days. The disciples, Jesus shows back up. Jesus is hanging around for, I don't know, I forget how many days, 15, 18 something days. After he takes off, he sends to heaven. They go to uh, Jerusalem. They go in the upper room. They're hanging out in the upper room. What are they doing? Come on, people. What are they doing? They're praying. They're worshiping the Lord. They're remembering all the miracles. They're saying, man, did you see when Jesus did this? Did you see when Jesus did that? Did you see when Jesus did this? Did you see when Jesus did that? Oh, man, and Jesus said this, and Jesus said, don't worry about this, and Jesus said this, and, and then they're praying, and they're like, God, you're amazing, and they're worshiping the Lord, and Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus, and Jesus, and then what happens? Holy Spirit, bow. The disciples, pre-disciples, post-35 days of renewing their mind to Jesus with a little helper called, not little, massive helper called the Holy Spirit. Listen, the good news and bad news about myelin is it takes 10,000 times for you to really enforce a thought. That's the good news, 10,000 times. That means if you have any bad thoughts, you can stop them in the process. You're not reinforcing anything. The bad news is it takes 10,000 thoughts to create, right? Here's the amazing part. You have this amazing homie. His name is Holy Spirit, okay? When he gets involved, math all of a sudden becomes common core. You know what I'm saying? doesn't make sense, okay? I'm just saying. What he does is he says, let me help you out, son. That's what he tells me. He calls me son, by the way. Let me help you out, son. And he takes his little finger and goes, wiggle, 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 and removes the old stuff and goes like this, wiggle, 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 and adds new stuff. I'm telling you, he is the ultimate 
bondage breaker. You ever wonder why people come in and pray and they're addicted to something and then instantly they're not addicted? What do you think is happening? That's not just a spiritual thing. God is physically changing your physical body in these moments. You understand that? Why can't that work with your brain? Why can't we work that in our brain? You with me? Why can't we work with our brain? Here's the only thing. It takes what? Discipline. It takes what? Commitment to change. It takes discipline and commitment. This Christian life is easy. But it's really hard. It's super simple. There's not very much to do. Let me think. Renew my mind. Live like Jesus. Pretty hard. You with me? It's not hard. It's not complicated. It's not. If you ever wonder what the base bottom thing is, does it, do I love God? Does this bring God glory? And does this love and help other people? If it's doing anything but those two, guess what? It's probably not within his realm. You with me? Not that complicated. I mean, come on. Choose A on both the questions and you'll win. I'm telling you, I'm giving you the cheater's answers, okay? Here's what's hard. The harder part is you having the willpower, the discipline, and all of that. But here's the amazing part. You think those disciples got there on their own? How'd they get there? Holy Spirit. Call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. Here's a couple of more things I want to share with you. And I'm going to tell you tangibly right now, tangibly right now, how you can start this process. You guys ready? Turn to uh, uh, Philippians 4. Philippians 4. I'm going to read 2 Corinthians to you really quickly as you're turning to Philippians 4. 2 Corinthians says this, For we do not walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, pulling down the strongholds. These strongholds are spiritual, and they're strongholds in your believing. In your believing. Because you're the most powerful being on this earth. You, God, Holy Spirit, ain't, ain't nobody going to touch you. Ain't nobody as long as you know that, casting down arguments, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge, your thinking, the knowledge of God, being, uh, uh, taking to every thought captivity to the obedience of Christ. God's telling you how to renew your mind, to change the myelin. Again, remember this, you create by your believing. How you believe is through your thoughts over time. You guys with me? Thoughts over time equal belief. I'm just making it real, real simple for you, okay? All right, Philippians 4, and then we're going to pray. It says this, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Is that a question? Was that like, hey, yo, maybe you should? No, 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 no. He's telling you here how to change your mind. He's telling you how to change your mind. Rejoice. Always. I lost my job. Oh. No. Jesus, you got this. And you know what? My life may look like hell for a few months. Might look like the devil's coming in to steal my crop. But you know what? It's not about right now. I always win at the end of the game. I always win at the end of the game. I get kicked in the stomach, kicked in the teeth occasionally. Yes, I do. But I always win at the end of the game. You know what I'm saying? So I get to rejoice. I win. <laughs> you, 
You may have done something now, but listen, listen. As I change my mind, even my body responds. I believe Jesus healed me. Healing. I believe that I have no lack. Prosperity. Poverty. Broken. I believe all these things by the renewing of your thoughts. Your thoughts. Here we go. Let your uh, gentleness be named. Verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known unto God. What does that mean? God, I'm in the press. I'm getting my fanny kicked right now. I need your help. I need your guidance. I need your wisdom. And guess what he does? He answers. He tells you how in that moment, how to change your way of thinking about a situation. Or sometimes he'll say, think differently and now go act this way. Or different things. And it says this, the peace of God which surpasses all understanding uh, will guard your hearts and minds. Finally, brothers, this is it right here. This is the renewing of your mind right here. Your thought process. This is what you look for and every day, all the time in your life. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate, meditate, think about all the time, on your brain, always, meditate, Jesus, all the time, on your brain, always, meditate on these things. You ain't got nothing in your house. You're about to get kicked out. But you got one can of beans. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. I got a can of beans. This is my one last meal. Lord, please don't multiply the beans. I'd much rather have some steak. But, you know, thank you, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Multiply something multiplies the can of beans. You with me? This is when the true reality of this Christian life comes into gear. You get oh. I'm about to whatever this. I'm about to whatever that. And then all of a sudden, a miracle happens. Why? Because you are a creative being by renewing your mind, pulling things that, naturally speaking, make no sense at all, and you pull them into reality. If that makes no sense to you, you need to go to LBC. Sign up today. Go to LBC if that makes no sense to you. Listen, that is who you are. You are a creative being just like your Father. Faith. Faith comes out of your believing. Believing comes out of your thoughts. What do you meditate on? You guys with me? And then watch this. It says this. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding guards your heart and mind. my, My goodness. How can you lose? How can you lose? I didn't say it was easy. But it's simple. Meditate on these things. I'm going to tell you one other trick right here. One other trick is get your little iPod, get your phone. See, I have a timer. Get your little phone. I'm red. That means i got to get off. Get your phone. I'm telling you. promise you. My wife and I used to do this all the time. Get your phone. Download the Bible app. Put it in your ear and listen to it. Instead of listening to that music, turn it off. Instead of listening to preaching all the time, listen to the word. If you feel depressed or you feel down, turn on some praise music. And repeat it. Don't repeat the same junk. Do find that last song that we sang, whatever the heck it name was. Sometimes it was probably named like Hooray or something like that. You can't find it. All right? 
Don't you? Ah, oh, that's frustrating to me. Jesus, help me. Find that hooray song and listen to it 50 times. I'm not kidding. Listen to the word and then listen to that song 50 times and let it just soak in you, soak in you, soak in you, and soak in you. And oh my gosh, you stand up and be like, yo, I'm loved. And ain't nothing going to touch this love. And if you poke me, you're going to get loved. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way it is. And that is the Christian life. That is the Christian life. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you. Right now.